This is one of a series of Rio Grande Guardian podcasts on education in the Rio Grande Valley. I'm Mario Munoz reporting. For the first time ever, every school district and charter school in the Region 1 Education Service Center area achieved an A or a B rating. This makes Region 1 the number one education service center area in the state of Texas. Steve Taylor spoke to State Board of Education member Ruben Cortez about the ratings for Region 1 schools. What was really astounding to us is that there wasn't even a close second. The fact that 100% of our school districts made A and B, and the closest district behind that was at 80%. And then below that, it was in the 70s and the 60s, and after that, the drop-off was into the 50s and even lower. It just shows a strong commitment. You saw all the superintendents and educational leaders in the room today. It shows the level of commitment that they're bringing to their school districts. It shows the level of commitment of all of our hardworking classroom teachers, all that classroom educational family. And, you know, from food service to transportation, it takes everybody coming together to make sure that the whole child is educated. And, and these results that, that we unveiled today, for all intents and purposes, uh, far exceed anything going on in the state of Texas. And given the fact that this region is one of the least funded in the state of Texas, despite the fact that the legislature just pumped a lot of new money into education, we're still one of the least funded, if not the least funded areas in the state of Texas. But despite that, you see what is these, these academic gains that are going on is absolutely astounding. These educators are to be commended for the hard work that they're doing with our students. According to board member Cortez, the state of Texas is ranked number 38 in the United States in terms of educational attainment. One of the things that we've been discussing here at Region 1, uh, Texas ranks what 38th in education attainment in the nation. 38th in the nation. We're number one in the state in the 38th ranked state in the nation. So as a, as a board, we've been trying to explore what we can do to see what some of the other states that are ranked in the top five are doing, see if we can bring any innovative ideas or practices that are currently being done in some of the higher performing states to see if there's any differences, anything that we can overlay, anything that Region 1 can start offering uh, as a form of professional development or resources to, to our local school districts so that we're no longer trying to compete against 19 other service centers to see who's going to be the best and getting our kids uh, academic ready, college career ready, post-secondary ready. We want to make sure that they're ready to compete in the, in the global economy. And I think by doing that, is we, we need to start looking at best practices from other, other high-performing states. And so those are some of the things that we're going to be looking at. Uh, obviously, we're ramping up our technology with Project Orion, that uh, three-ring, that three-dark ring uh, uh, a fiber system that we're, we're creating is going to bring costs down so that every school has the same uh, ability to connect to the internet so that we can bring outside teaching, uh, distance learning to some of our small rural communities that can't bring it uh, so that we can help them come up the ladder as well. Give, our, give those students an additional uh, helping hand from, from that perspective. This is exciting for me. I have four kids in the public education system. So when I hear that my hometown district got an A, when I hear that the neighboring district got an A, when I hear that the district down the street got an A and the neighboring district down the street got a B, I mean, this is amazing. This is amazing uh, for me as a parent to know that you know, our kids are in good hands. Can we do better? Always. There's always more that we can do. 
But today we celebrate and tomorrow we keep working. They roll up our sleeves and, and we get after it again, see where we can find those gains and those improvements. When you started out in, ed in the world of education as an educator, probably, possibly back in those days, Region 1 was at the bottom. It was ranked very poorly. It's gone all the way up to number one. Did you ever see this happening? So for the last six years, Region 1 has been ranked first or second. So I've been on the Board of Education now six years. I've been on the Region 1 board a bit longer. And when we first arrived at Region 1, it was, it was ranked towards the middle. Today and over the last six years, Region 1 has been ranked number one. So, so to see the gains, I know it has a lot to do with what's going on in our schools, the heart and dedication of our teachers, but the staff here at Region 1 do so much to help and aid those school districts. So we're very proud of all the staff here at Region 1, our executive director, since he's come on after year one during his year two, we climbed from the middle of the pile to the top and we've stayed there and this year is no exception under a new system under A through F here we are at hundred percent the next closest system is eighty percent so it's there's a lot to brag about today uh, but I will say as somebody who's always striving for more there's still a lot that we can do this isn't this just gives us a good nudge, a good pat in the back, but I guarantee you every one of those superintendents in that next room having lunch right now are trying to figure out how do we get to that next level? How do we get better? They push themselves. You see it when you go to these schools. You don't have to ask them. They're already thinking it. I've been to some of their professional development planning before the school year began. I've been in those work rooms with those teachers and they are on fire figuring out what can we do next to take our kids to the next level. Despite the fact that they're in a district, this is how they're thinking. This is, for me, this is astonishing. This is an exciting time to be in, in public education when you have educators that are that committed to driving education to the next level. Being first in, in the state and getting A's and B's in itself is something special, obviously, but when you then look into the um, into the data and, and as you know the, the socio-economic status of the region, the, the, the level of poverty that we have with, with the families, um, what do you put this success down to? What is driving this region forward in, in wanting to do better for the students? You know, of all the districts in region one, if you, if you rate distri rank districts from the wealthiest that gives the most per pupil to the one that gives the least per pupil from the over 1,200 school systems that we have. Of the 25 bottom poorest school systems, 15 of them are in Region 1. We're in Edinburgh, Texas. If, if I'm correct, the U.S. Census says Edinburgh is the second poorest city in the country. My hometown, Brownsville, is the poorest city in the nation, right? But despite that gap in investment by the state of Texas into our schools, I believe, and what you're asking me, I believe that our teachers, people like you and I, everyday uh, people, we understand because we grew up in, in these situations. And they understand that the way to break that poverty cycle is through an excellent education. And I believe from the teachers that I've met all across this district, from Port Isabel to La Jolla, on up to Willacy County within within Region 1 and even even further west into Webb County in the Laredo area they understand 
that if they're going to help their child succeed, if they're going to help their child break that poverty cycle that they themselves probably came from in most instances, because of what you just said, because of that high poverty rate that you see in, in our school systems today, uh, they understand what their job is, and they don't have a minute to spare. When that child walks in, Steve, we don't have we don't have them for second grade a second time. There is no no chance for a mistake. You know, they they have to get it right when they get that child in third grade. They have to get it right when that child's in fourth grade because we don't have we don't get a do over. And so you see so much heart and passion coming from our educators. It's very exciting to watch. And we should add, it's not just poverty. It's so many of the students having English, you know, limited English. Yeah. And, and, and that, that, that's another hurdle. Absolutely. The teachers uh, and the... The state of Texas uses, the uh, Texas Education Agency uses a lot of the programs that are happening uh, in our ESL programs down here as a model for the state of Texas because we have some of the best programs. I mean, and you see the proofs in the pudding. You're, you were sitting in the room, you heard the report, you heard the data. I mean, the data just does not lie, right? Can we do better? We can always do better. And I guarantee you, like I said, they're all already figuring out what can we do next because while, they, while they're celebrating an A or B today, they know, they themselves know this is not enough because we know we can still do better. And they're working on these things. And that's what's exciting. When you go into other regional areas, that camaraderie isn't there. You come in, these superintendent councils don't meet like this. Every Friday you get a group of superintendents that meet for breakfast routinely. They can't all make it, but they meet together and they, they have these conversations. Hey, what's going on in your district? Oh, I didn't know that was happening. Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try that. And they communicate. This Communication is key, uh, and, and that's why we have such great innovation down here in the valley, because there's such great communication. It's not about, I'm going to beat you, it's about how can we help each other to be the best. When you go back to the State Board of Education and you're, you join your colleagues, obviously you've got lots to brag about Absolutely. after today. Yeah. But, but as, apart from that, what do you tell the state leadership about what's going on in this region? I tell them the same thing that I always tell them. Despite the fact that they're not giving us the money that we deserve, that if they want to figure out how to fix the problems they're having in their area, they need to come down here. They need to model the programs that are happening in this districts, in, in these districts, in this region. Uh, and the commissioner has spent a lot of time down here. The deputy commissioners have spent a lot of time down here. They've taken a lot of the innovation that's happening here and made it state models. Some of these are taken into national models. I know some of the stuff happening in PSJA has turned into, into national models. But at least on the ESL stuff, you see it being taken at the state model. You've got other programs that are being taken, and they're being spread out across different parts of the state of Texas because they can't explain what's driving it. But it, I, I tell you what it is, it's this communication. It's not, it's not anything other than we have a group of people that have the dedication and understand if we want our kids to come out of this poverty cycle, if we want our kids to excel, the only way is through public education, through a good foundation coming out of our K-12 system. One, one last question. <clears throat> I was intrigued by the comment you made a moment ago when you s explained that although you're number one in Texas now, Region 1, South Texas is number one for educational attainment, Texas as a whole is only 38th in the country. So you, it sounded like you were saying that really got to bypass what's going on in Texas and look for best practices across the country and see what we can learn. Correct? Yeah, I mean if we're gonna make if we're gonna make a dent, if they're looking at us as the leader in education, if they're looking at this region as the leader, then we shouldn't be looking at what they're doing 
in another region service center, we need to be seeing what's happening in, in other states and see if we can emulate or model that, see if that fits our specific demographics. And if it does, how can, how can that help us boost ourselves? Because how goes the valley goes the state. I mean, and we're seeing it. They're taking our best practices and sharing them in other parts of the state of Texas. Uh, some of my colleagues that serve with me on the Board of Education have told me, hey, we're going down on a fact-finding trip with some of our school districts to this region to come see different programs and 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 you see it you see it very often go ask a lot of our superintendents they're they're hosting districts from other parts of texas because they want to know what is happening around here you see it often and so you know this for a fact that region one is going beyond texas to look for best practices well i know that we're having those conversations today i know that we've been having this these discussions on how we can better serve our kids the Region 1 Education Service Center area includes the counties of Hidalgo, Willisie, Cameron, and Starr in the Rio Grande Valley, and also Jim Hogg, Webb, and Zapata counties. The Region 1 Education Service Center is one of 20 regional education service centers created by the 59th Texas Legislature to assist school districts across the state. Be sure to listen to the whole series of podcasts about education in the Rio Grande Valley, only in the Rio Grande Guardian.